Hello. Tom McCaffrey, we're back potting, brother. What's up? What's up? What up How's it going, brother? Good, brother. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> cool. So, what else? Have, did you did you notice my new backdrop here? Uh, yes. Is that did you move? I moved. New oh, when? Uh, August first. Oh, where where? What area? In the same area? Dude, I'm like a block south, still in the East Village, like literally one block down. Is it, um, how is it? Is it nicer or? It's like, it's a smaller apartment. It's a studio, but as you can see, like two of the walls are brick and like it has roof access. It's a block closer to the train. The building's cooler. Like it's also $750 a month cheaper. Like I'll take it. Wow. Really? Yeah, man. They're going to jack my rent up to 3,500 in the old place. That's fucking crazy. That's crazy. Um, yeah, that's good. But is it hard to find? Yeah, I, I look for like probably six weeks on uh, Street Easy and walked around a bunch of apartments. I feel confident this is the best deal at this price point, like in the city. Why did you um, did you find better places? Like, did you look outside of Manhattan? I looked in Brooklyn. I expanded my search to Williamsburg against my better against my wishes. But there was nothing that was like as good as this at i feel like williamsburg would be more expensive yeah it, it was there was only a few there, there's not a lot are you just against living in brooklyn yeah generally Wh- speaking why brooklyn sucks <laughs> i don't like okay. it i mean i like like here's the thing about <laughs> good, brooklyn. Uh, good point <laughs> if you if you go to like williamsburg and there's, you go to like a cool strip of bars or restaurants that's fun there's definitely like cool spots but they're so spread out I just think it's like the idea of Brooklyn is cooler than what Brooklyn actually is. I like Brooklyn. I lived in Brooklyn a couple of times, a few times, and um, I, I liked it. It's, Why did you uh, like it? Because it was like, you know, it, you felt like you were getting away from the city, you know, but you weren't. Um, I lived right near Prospect Park at one time in Park Slope, and um, that park is really nice. I like it better than and like Central Park and um it was just like more chill. I mean, there were, the only annoying thing about it is sometimes getting there, you know, getting home. But I, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. I lived in Greenpoint at one point. I really liked that area. Um, yeah, no access to a train and, and a hike to the city. That sounds great. No, no, I did have uh, access to the train. It was right there. I mean, like sometimes at night, like it was like kind of a pain getting back back into Brooklyn, but I don't, it wasn't like enough of a pain that it was like, Oh my God, this, uh, I, it was like less people. And True. I don't know. I kind of preferred it. I'm kind of surprised that you wouldn't want to live there. I, I I don't think I've anyone heard anyone say Brooklyn sucks. Have you, do you not go there ever? No, I go there a lot. I mean, I was there today for work. Like, I don't, I don't think it sucks per se. I, that's I'm exaggerating, but I just don't think it's nearly as good as, as Manhattan. <laughs> Like what's the point? So. Oh, so it's so it's it's like Manhattan except less cool and more spread out. And I have to like spend X dollars on Ubers that I don't, wouldn't have to spend if I lived in the city. I like, feel like great. Manhattan's sort of like annoying now. I I think it's just sort of I don't know. There's just a lot of people and it's very crowded. Really expensive. I mean, not that Brooklyn's really much cheaper. I guess it depends on where you are, but just too many people. It's it's just re- it's really annoying how. Um, you know, I grew up here and how just no one's afraid to live here anymore. It's just kind of the city has completely <laughs> changed. Um, <laughs> you liked it when people were kind of afraid of it? 
Yeah, like because not everyone was would come here. You know what I mean? I feel like when I was growing up here, people were like afraid of New York, and it was like, yeah, it still kind of had its rep. I feel like that doesn't really have that anymore. I mean, I, people are saying it's getting dangerous again. I mean, I guess maybe a little bit, but do you? <laughs> this is a funny story. I just remember <laughs> I was on the train today, and like, um. Have you noticed the train getting more dangerous at all? No. The, the only thing I'm sick of, you don't do you even take the train? <laughs> yeah, I took Uber it today. <laughs> oh, um, but you know, the last couple of days I was on the train coming home and I was in a really bad mood the last couple of days coming home because yesterday I was just really tired and <clears throat> um I was on the L train and just you know that thing where the one of those it was just one kid where he just came on the train and he was like and I had my, you know, headphones. I was like, yeah, everybody, come on. And he was just going to dance on the train, you know, how people, how they do that. No time. And so he was doing it. And like, I feel like whenever they do the dance moves, they're always doing it right next to me. And they're always just, and like part of the, the shtick is that they're almost kicking me in the face. Like, do you, you know how like that's kind of part of it? Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. it's cool. Like he's almost kicking me in the face. Like, it's so, so cool. Dangerous. But you know what I mean? Like, but I'm like, Yesterday, I was just so like over it, and I was just like, I didn't say anything, but I wanted to be like, I don't understand this. You're almost kicking me in the face, and this is supposed to be like entertaining to me somehow. Like, wow, this is great. Like, you're almost assaulting me with your dance moves. So that happened. Then today, I was on the train, <laughs> and someone came on this guy. He had these really short shorts. Like, re- he looked, cra- he looked cr- like homeless and crazy and, and weird. And he came on and he started like, first of all, he like kicked the doors closed and he like kicked the train door really hard, I guess. And then they opened the doors. I don't know why. I guess if you kick the train doors, they just let, they open the doors again. Um, so he came on and he was like right next to, it was like an empty ish car. And he was like right next to where I was. And I had my headphones and I was in a really bad mood. And he was like, ladies and gentlemen, I, th- I guess he was gay or something. I don't know. I don't know. I was trying to be like homophobic, but he was like, he was like, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, so, you know, I've had a really great, crazy week. I was on the red carpet, you know, and he was just like crazy. <laughs> and he's like, and I met carpet. Paul. What? On red carpet. <laughs> I mean, first of all, I'm like, yeah, I wanted to be like, where? He had like the, he just, his clothes were, he didn't look like he, he would be in a red carpet. And um, and it was weird because I was trying to figure it out because it's like, okay, what what is this? Like, he's not dancing. He's not asking me for money. I, You know, he's telling me about a red carpet. <laughs> and uh, then he's like, and I met Paul McCartney. You know, he's right next to me. And um, and then I met Elton John. And Elton John couldn't believe when he saw me. And um, and have you ever made this mistake? I kind of looked over at him and I made eye contact. Once you make eye contact with the homeless, crazy people, they that's like, your big that's when they hone in on you you know what i mean because yeah. it's like they got you like it's yeah. kind of like that's when they've made contact and they're like you all right you've looked at me like i'm they really like um pounce on it so i looked over because it was so weird <laughs> and he comes over and he's like oh man and then and he starts touching me he, that that's when i was like i'd had it and i just turned to him and i go um i do, i go i don't care <laughs> <laughs> i don't care which i thought was such a funny like because i wasn't like fuck you get away from me i was like because he was telling this story and i go i i don't care and he was like oh i met old john no he goes like oh i'll tell you why you don't care because you're an ordinary and i go no it's not it's a bad story (laughs) jesus (laughs) 
<laughs> and but the funny part is people on the train, you have you read this? Like they started looking at me like I was out of my mind. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, I can't believe this guy's being, you know, telling this insane guy that he doesn't he doesn't care about his Elton John red carpet story. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> but it was one of the, and then I just got up and moved to the other side of the train. But um it was. Have you ever had anything like that? It, because it was weird. I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, what? I mean, what, what is this? You're just a crazy guy telling a, a story to me, and, and you know. And then he started directing the story at me, which just I was like, and it, you know, it's so funny. I feel like most people. I know this is going along, but like, you know, in the city, there's like an agreement, and you've seen it all the time with on the train, where like a crazy guy will be kind of like addressing someone and being like really annoying. Everyone just kind of looks forward and ignores them. Yeah. And it's an agreement of like, I'm just going to pretend you're not there and you're going to be crazy. And then I just was like, in my mind, I'm like, I'm just going to tell this guy I don't want to hear about his story. Like, it's like, story sucks, dude. <laughs> it's like, you're crazy. I'm not, I don't want to listen to this. Stop telling me this fucking, I don't know you. Right. It's an insane burden to put on somebody to just like, <laughs> how do you respond to this giant lie? But it was funny how the, the public almost seemed like, shocked that i had like broken the pact that you have with the crazy people where you're like you're not supposed to like address them and tell them you actually don't like them you know what i mean that you want them to leave you alone like you just stare ahead and pretend like it's not happening i'm like i'm not doing that anymore like if crazy people want to tell me stories i'm just gonna tell them i don't stop telling me the story you know go yell at the wall or something well i mean he's probably they're the other passengers are probably afraid that you're going to rile this person up to the point of physical violence, and then they're going to be endangered. <laughs> I I don't know. He, but it was, it was so funny because it really cracked me up because it it was just completely my real reaction. Like, is this guy's tell? And I'm like, I don't care. Like, don't stop telling me this. You know, and then he was doing the thing of like, oh, like shocked at me. Like, well, you you don't care because you're da, da, da. And I'm like, no, you're just you're a crazy guy. And the story is shitty and it's not real. Hey, <laughs> you're you're wearing your underwear, basically. And your your crotch is like three feet away from me. I'm not going to pretend <laughs> like this is OK. <laughs> and so then he, did he just come back down? I think he kept talking. He wasn't being like, like, like I wasn't afraid. He was, it wasn't like he was aggressive or like violent. He was just like an annoying, crazy guy who was just, I didn't want to hear about, hear from. And um, no, I just walked to the other side of the train and then sat down. And then I, I thought he was going to follow me. And I looked over and he just was sitting in the, in a seat. <laughs> Like, so it wasn't even like a spiel. You know, people come on the train and they're crazy and they're like, ladies and gentlemen, I have any food. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't even that. It was just like he was going to come on the train and start. I guess no one care wants to listen to him. So he just was going to tell stories to people that he doesn't know. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, he didn't want I, anything except attention. I'm sorry you don't have friends, but you're really bored. I don't I'm not going to be, you know, I shouldn't just be subjected to your stories that are not interesting and not real. You know what this reminds me of in The Fugitive when um, Her uh, yeah Harrison Ford tells Tommy Lee Jones he goes I didn't shoot my wife and and uh, Harrison Ford goes I don't care Tommy Lee Jones or, he goes I don't care yeah. I don't care my job yeah. is to catch you I don't care if you're guilty or anything right right yeah that's that's funny. a great yeah, line <laughs> <laughs> I didn't for some reason that was like it was one of the 
first times in a while, I like actually cracked myself up because it was like I was in such a bad mood that like just the actual thing came. And, you know, the, that's the thing about being like a comedian, free, you know, you say and, it, right? Well, also, and yeah, that and like, you know, being a stand up comedian, you're in situations that are awkward and embarrassing a lot. So people don't really know when they're like. I've been in so many situations in public where people think they're going to kind of embarrass you. And I'm like, dude, I've been screamed at by like, I've had crowds hate me. I'm not going to, you know, I, I have no fear of just telling a crazy guy. Like, I don't care about your stupid story. Like, yeah. <laughs> Until one of them clocks you in the face and then you might care a little more. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't feel threat. And even if I had felt that, I think it, what it was is he was being really weird and annoying. And then he started, when he started touching me, I was like, dude, just no, just stop touching me. I don't, you're just some weird dude on the train. I don't like fucking, but I've seen it happen on the train where everyone just kind of like, that's the agreement. Like we just pretend like it's not happening. I mean, that's, I, I mean, that's like the, the highest odds of not, leading to conflict is to ignore right like what is the better alternative to engage and like try to talk them through it or talk them out of what they're doing um <laughs> i agree with that approach personally no but at least like move or so. go to a just move down the tr- down move into another whenever i'm usually when i'm in a situation like that i just go to the, the next car at the next stop you get out and take yeah one car, or right? i just yeah. go to the end of the like um you don't agitate agitate them though, and just like switch cars, and they're like, oh, why are you switching cars, motherfucker? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. No, I I mean, I usually don't say anything i just and usually like i said on the train it's just usually dance crews almost kicking me in the face or um <laughs> right. like people asking me for money and i just usually will like it depends on how they are if i'll like you know kind of acknowledge them or usually i just kind of you know they're usually not like directly engaging me but this was a this was a very atypical situation because it was just some weird <laughs> guy <laughs> who just wanted to tell stories to people and was like <laughs> do you think that if he would have atta- that if he would have attacked you you could have beat him in a fight yeah totally yeah because i bet yeah. that played into your decision making about whether or not to engage and how aggressively <laughs> right i i didn't consciously i don't i didn't think so but it i'm, I, I'm sure it did any like i said he didn't come on like super he just seemed like some really weird, annoying, like almost someone who thought he was like a, a performer, actor or something. But he he looked crazy. Like he I, I can't just like he had those like track shorts, you know, that like track runners wear that are really short. And like and that was the thing, that too, like his, you, you know, you could border his dick was like sticking you know, like his crotch was not far from where I was. And it was just like sounds like you were pretty turned on in this scenario. No, but that's when when he started getting closer and I was like, dude, what is like you're not you're basically not wearing pants and you're just telling me stories and <laughs> this is just not okay. Not wearing <laughs> pants and telling me stories is not good. 
and I don't know you. You even people I know when they tell me stories, I'm usually not very. I don't care about. Them. Yeah, how long is this story? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you been traveling a lot lately? Didn't you go to the Hamptons? I feel like you're always out and about with your uh, with your girlfriend. You're really like. Yeah, it was just in East life. Hampton. Yeah, my yeah, my life's pretty amazing right now. No, I uh, yeah. Well, I um. I was in the Hamptons this last weekend. Then I was in the Hamptons for my birthday two weeks ago. And then I got COVID. Ah, shit. I finally got COVID. Have you ever, you got COVID like in the beginning? Immediately. Right? <laughs> yeah. Nice. March 15th. You're always up COVID. on, you're always up on everything. You're like the first <laughs> one to do it. Yeah. Happy belated birthday. Thanks. You too. Thanks, man. So I, uh, I was in, I've been in the Hamptons a lot, but then I got COVID. And I just was, I just was at home for like five days or like a week, um, which I thought would be gr- like, oh yeah, this is great. I'll get so much done. But I just like went nuts kind of like I didn't, I was watching shitty movies. I just started looking up shit. You know, I don't, you, politics is so like enraging now. I just can't, I have to like, my whole thing now is I go, I come home and I try and find like a shitty movie to watch. Yeah. What did you watch? I watched a bunch of um I watched this movie Rock and Roll High School. Do you know that movie? I I I think I've heard of it. That sounds terrible. You read the book, right? Yeah. No. It's with the Ramon. It's like from the 70s. Or I think it's from 1980, the Ramones. Do you like the Ramones? Yeah. I mean, you know, the sedated song and the, you know, the one the one other one. <laughs> I don't really know much about their catalog. <laughs> yeah, so you're a big fan. <laughs> I want to be sedated. They're um they're kind of a band that like I feel like everyone has like some songs by them that they like. And what's interesting about them is they're kind of you know those bands where like all their songs are basically the same song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why can't uh, I get just one kiss? It's all kind of that fast rhythm, right? Um, that's not them, but yeah, it's like oh. very like oh, that's uh, violent like, femmes. You know, like right. blink one, yeah, it's violent femmes. Yeah, yeah. Blink 182. I, I like Blink 182, but their songs are all kind of the same song. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they're yeah, yeah. and and it's like if you like the song, you like them. Um yeah, it's like fast punk. So the Ramones are kind of like that, but so it's actually a really interesting movie because it's like kind of like it's kind of like over the top absurd. You know, so it's kind of, it's it's a comedy and it's kind of like absurd comedy. And it's funny because it's it's based around the Ramones. And I was thinking how the Ramones kind of were this cult band. But I, have you noticed how like they because they were such a cult band, they almost later like I feel like now they've become like a kitschy, cool pop culture reference. You know, like people yeah. wear Ramones shirts because it's cool, almost because it's like they weren't so popular. It was counterculture then, but now it's more like mainstream to like them almost, you know, like and that's why it's cool. That You know, that thing where when something when someone they're not huge, they're like in the fringe when they're around. But then later, everyone's like, oh, they're geniuses. They're amazing. And it's like, well, but why didn't you like them before? <laughs> it's like CBGB T-shirts, right? Like it's really everybody likes thinks those are cool now. But in CBGB's early days, I would think that that wasn't as cool. Yeah. And the Ramones, I feel uh, like we're never. Yeah. I mean, I just they're, they're I feel like they're the ultimate example of that, of like they didn't they had some success, but they didn't have huge commercial success. And then late now it's like. They're like people that probably wouldn't have been into them are like the Ramones. Yeah. You know, like it's cool to wear like their shirt. Like you'll see like babies wearing a Ramones T-shirt and you're like, yeah, OK. It kind of reminds Hello? me of like when artists 
are did like, you freeze did i freeze i can hear if things fine i, I you froze a little bit did no, i or sorry. not no it was smooth sailing on my end pal okay go uh, ahead up oh, it is my internet connection what the fuck my internet connection is always stable and now it's fucking up god damn it um now it's working okay good um what was well, i gonna say it's I, like i was saying how like you see kids wearing remote, remote shirts yeah um i was gonna say it's like when uh when when things are cool wait i forgot oh no i don't i was gonna ask you, if you have you been did you ever go to cbgb's yeah i went there a few times like in like the 90s did you like it it's i went once on a trip and i was like damn this place is so thin right just when did it close i want to say like somewhere between 2003 and 2007 yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I didn't really, you know, I don't really remember it that well. I, I think I saw like a friend of mine's band play there a few times. Um, I might have gone there in high school once because I remember like I went to this, like there were kids in my school who like would be in bands and stuff. So every now and then they'd be playing at places. Um, <clears throat> but I wasn't really. Yeah, I, I definitely wasn't around it for the heyday of it. Where I mean, what seven? You know, that's where, I guess that's where the Ramones kind of started. That whole movement of like punk rock was kind of CBGB was kind of part of that. And I, I guess the Ramones were kind of like punk rockish. Um, but that that was one of the. But it it was kind of interesting to to see to kind of like I've I'm I'm I've always been aware of the Ramones, but they're kind of a band you forget about. Like I feel like they don't get their they're due you know what i mean and i think that's why they're cool people like they think it's cool to like them because like you know it's that thing that that concept of like oh my band my favorite band is like they've never even recorded an album they've only recorded you know they've only performed in a garage and only three people have heard of them you know you're like oh and it's not like the ramones ever turned into like bruce springsteen or you know some giant band like in sync, like they've always been a bit on the fringes, even though they're like widely respected, right? Are they in yeah, the Rock think, and Hall of Fame? I don't know, actually. That's a good question. I, I think they might be. Um, but yeah, they're they're, they're pretty good. So they, that was one of the movies I watched, and then um, I I don't know. I, I, there were some other shitty ones I watched. I watched some movie called Side Out. Have you heard of that? Is it a volleyball movie? Yeah, do you do you know that term? Yeah. I love volleyball. It's like beach volleyball. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> and it's um it's really it's C Thomas Howell, isn't it? Who's that? Is that, that the is? guy from Gilligan's Island? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's you mean Mr. Howell? Mr. <laughs> Mrs. Howell? <laughs> They're long dead. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Howell's in it. They're and they're playing their their character names. Oh, um, we're gonna play some volleyball. No, see Thomas Howe. He's in like the Outsiders. Remember, he was kind of like in the eighties. Um, this is pretty obscure, dude. So, see Thomas Howe was huge at one point. Soul I Man mean, to to bizarre movie buffs like yourself, but not to no, 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 no. See, see Thomas Howe in the eighties was very was like a big up and coming guy. Like oh, in the eighties. Well, do you remember the movie Soul Man? I wasn't allowed to watch movies in the 80s. I don't know anything about movies from the 80s. Oh, okay. Well, this is oh, I don't remember that. Movie. <laughs> yeah, this, you're on your own with this one. He, well, let me you know when of... you went to the 2000s and then we can start talking. 
Okay, well, I'm almost there. Um, Soul Man, have you heard of that movie? No. It was controversial because it's like C. Thomas Howell plays a guy who's going to law school to Harvard Law and he can't, he doesn't have enough money. So he takes tanning pills. So he looks black and to get a scholarship. Ooh, that, that, that wouldn't fly today. No, it would not fly today. But even then, it was kind of like, you know, it was controversial because he's doing blackface. He's like wearing black makeup. But it was kind of thought, I guess they they kind of thought they're making like an important statement about race, you know? Uh, right. Because he learns what it's like to be black and that it's yeah. it's harder and that he didn't realize it. And then he understands at the end. Um, but I think that he, he was kind of on a trajectory of superstar like he he was in the outsiders and all the guys from that movie became like super like tom cruise and you know rob Lowe and all of them they be so he was like kind of on that trajectory but they say that the blackface movie ruined him so um and then i think this volleyball movie was the official like death knell you know like all right he's done he's doing beach volleyball movies i mean what yeah what what was the box office total for fucking side out like five million dollars less than that i if, i you know what, it much. Was, i think it was early 90s actually so like i bet you it was straight to video that was when they were doing straight to video shit or straight to cable which was like the kiss of death at that but if you were in a straight to video movie it was fucking over did you see um uh the gray man yet no, I haven't watched it because everyone keeps saying it sucks. Yeah, dude, I got like 30 minutes in. I'm like, I don't want to watch this anymore. It's like bad writing. I mean, I like Ryan Reynolds, but like the plot is just, I don't know, just like every other fucking action movie plot ever made. And clearly, I don't have time for bad movies. I mean, yeah, I, side out, <laughs> side out. But, but the gray man. I, I heard, I'd heard bad reviews of it. The thing like that looks bad, but like, not funny bad like i like movies that like they're bad but they're they're so ridiculous that they're like funny because they're so terrible um like side out's like a good bad movie because it's cheesy and stupid and it's so like just corny and um the gray man looks like they really thought they were making a good movie you know right isn't it yeah it's like a huge budget like 100 million dollars plus or something it's like yeah and it, i think it really it's it, it like they're saying it's kind of um, Netflix is like it, it, Netflix is really struggling and it's kind of a sign of how they're struggling. Do you think that's true? I or mean, you find struggling, right? Like I, I know that they've lost subscribers and a lot of people are canceling their streaming subscriptions, but I mean, I feel like Netflix is their executives are obviously smart people that can, that know how to, you know, move a ship. They steered their ship from mail home DVDs to the streaming giant there today. So you think those same exacts are going to be able to adapt to today's marketplace? I bet they will be able to. Maybe not immediately, but you know, I mean, that's what yeah, business you're, is. You're adjusting right, you're to right. the, new, the new waves. Well, I guess it's like they're just kind of the target. Everyone's yeah. kind of like, at, but yeah, you're right. It is amazing to think how they started. Like, because now they're kind of like one of the made they're they're like beating studio. You know what I mean? They're They're basically their own studio. And yeah, it's like insane. They started by just mailing DVDs in Didn't the mail. Roma win best picture. And that was like the first time a streaming service won best picture. I sure. I don't think it won best picture. Oh, did it not? I don't think it did. It was nominated. I don't know. Wait, maybe, it, maybe it did. No, I don't think it did. Um, oh, That was a good movie. 
I did. Yeah, I never saw it. But yeah. Coda w- won. Do you remember that one? Yeah, and I haven't that, seen that yet. That's Apple. So that was a big deal because that was like a streaming. But maybe, you know what? I think it has happened. I think Amazon might have had a movie that won Best Picture. Um, but it's kind of funny what I was saying before because Side Out was the kind of movie that goes straight to DVD or, you know, or straight to video. And like that was like considered the worst thing in the world. Now that's like the template is like straight to like TV. Yeah. Like that, the biggest movies in the world, like, like will come out on like what's the equivalent of DVD now. You know, that's it's just, it's just amazing. That kind of stuff amazes me how the culture has shifted so much, like film and TV and like nothing um, stays static. Yeah. I don't know. Do you follow any of this? Like, do you, do you, do you follow any of this stuff? Like, do you watch a lot of streaming stuff or no? Yeah. You don't seem like you do. Oh, I don't seem cultured. Fuck you. No, it just seems like you're like you are always like going out and like Ubering <laughs> places. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> well, during the you weekend, do. you seem like you're always like, hey, let's go out and get together. And I oh, think let's I'm, party, dude. Um, I'm like on the weekends, but during the week, I don't do that as much. I might go. I'll like go to a show or two, like a stand up show or two. But I mostly just kind of like go to the gym and watch, you know, an hour of a movie and go to bed. <laughs> I'm crazy. So you so you are a big so you do follow this stuff an hour of yeah 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 um, like i just started the um king richard movie i'm like 30 minutes into that but that's like a two and a half hour long movie how is it it's good i like it a lot it, i mean i didn't understand i like movies where it's like a, a true biography and then you just learn things about their lives that you would have no idea otherwise like i didn't know anything about like the early days of serena and venus williams it's interesting yeah i mean so so on that topic, what do you, what do you have? What have you heard about like Will Smith recently? Like, have you been at all? I don't know. No, I, I feel like, you know, the more time that's gone by with that, the more it's just like, what, what a stupid, what an idiot move that was. Cause it's like, it's just going to, that's going to hang on him Forever. for the rest of his life. And it's just like, you did it. It's kind of like the. It's kind of like just witnessing someone ruin, just completely like destroy everything they built over their entire lives. Like, I mean, not he'll be fine and everything, but it's just sort of like, I'm never going to see him and be able to be like. Every time I see him, I'm like, oh yeah, that's the guy who did that, who slapped Chris Rock for no reason, um, in the most insane situation of all time. Um, and, and watching the movie now after that happened, it just it makes me sad. It's like, oh, look at this great performance honoring these trailblazing women and their father. And then that's what people that's what springs to mind first. It's like the whole point of that fucking movie is to honor that family and what they accomplished. Right. Not some, you know, act of anger. In like the when he died, when he dies, show. when he dies, that's the clip they're going to be playing. Oh, dude, 100 <laughs> percent. Um. But um, there was something I was about to say about that. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but I got a story for you in the meantime. Okay, yeah, go ahead. So me and uh, Julio Gallerati went down to New Orleans last week. Yeah, I saw a picture of of that. It was so fun, dude. We did a couple shows at Comedy House New Orleans, which is a great room. And uh, the shows were fucking awesome. Like at the first three minutes of the second show, I think were probably the best three minutes I've ever had in stand up. Like it just the, the the way things happened in the moment, it was just amazing. You know, it is. Sometimes yeah, the show, yeah, wow. it just like pops out of nowhere, yeah. you know? Um, but we went to Julio's like, he likes to do like 
learning things and like swamp tours and like national he's big in national parks so i did shit in orleans i've been in new orleans like 10 times more than that probably i did shit i've never done in all 10 of those trips like we went to us um battlefield chalmette battlefield and we went to this um park where they had a swamp dude i didn't understand what it was he's like you want to go on this walking trail in this park i'm like sure so we still go down this path this path was a boardwalk like maybe six inches above a swamp and you're like completely surrounded by the swamp there were like spiders and dragonflies everywhere. And I was like, dude, I think there are gators in this water. There have to be gators in this water. Yeah. And then we, we went back to the like park, the visitor center and talked to one of the park rangers. I was like, there's, I'm sure that there are alligators in there, right? He's like, oh yeah, there's definitely alligators. I was like, has there ever been like an attack? And he goes, we've only had one incident in 20 years. I'm like, what's the one incident? <laughs> what was it? I'm very curious about that one incident. So this girl was like in high school, I think, and she had a glass of water that she dipped into the water to collect a soil and water sample for a science project. Unbeknownst to her, there was an alligator right under that part of the boardwalk with babies that thought that the hand was attacking her babies, snapped this girl's hand, and then she had to get like, she didn't get pulled into the water, thank God. Oh, she wow. Several reconstructive surgeries on her hand. That um, that's the only time that that is it yeah. high enough that, that is it high enough that they wouldn't be able to like climb no. on it? I, no, it's barely above the water, bro. It's crazy. That and sounds like a nightmare. You. It was a complete nightmare. I was like, dude, what are we doing? I thought it was gonna be like a path on dirt. I didn't know we we're gonna be in a swamp. But <laughs> isn't no that amazing? Like that's a that's something where like you would imagine everyone there would be so many incidents of people getting yeah. hurt or. Die. But I have the exact same thing every t- going back to the train. Every time I'm on the train and like I'm on <laughs> the, the swamp platform. story reminded you of the New York City subway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, because it's yeah, it's basically um yeah, it's probably cleaner in the swamp. Um <laughs> but because whenever I'm on the train and I see the you know, it, the platform is packed and there's the train is coming and there's just like this platform and it, it always amazes me people just stand right next to the edge when it comes yeah just anyone and i'm like what are you doing why because I, I always get really freaked out when it comes i always like back up because i'm just like this city is full of crazy people like you're not worried that I, it just it's so weird to me that people have this need to just be right next to where that this train is going to be bolting literally two inches from where you're standing i mean that's like an insane it's a death so missile it but isn't it amazing you don't hear every day of like 10 people getting hit by train it's just like I it's know. it's it's mind-blowing to me but that reminds me of that where you're like how does this keep working and operate you know what i mean it's it's kind of an amazing thing to me they didn't even have a sign that explained what you were about to walk into they didn't say like use caution don't dip your hand or feet in the you know the park ranger was like, oh, you know how it is. You tell somebody gets on a roller coaster, you like keep your hands and feet inside the car. I'm like, well, I wish somebody would have told me that before I went into the swamp. <laughs> and um, did Julio know all these places because he'd been there or he had he he hadn't been there, but he is very familiar with the park service. I think he said there's like 412 national parks in the United States. And I oh, is he really into like them. looking at seeing parks? Yeah, he wants to go to all 412. I think he's been to like over 100 at least. What else did you guys do? Was there, I mean, like, is there a lot of partying there? I've never been there. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You should go, man. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, we, we did. Uh, we did party. We went um, Friday night. We, we went out 
um, our friend Zach Mitchell um, came down too. So it's like the three of us. And then Saturday night, he's uh, he's Comedian. like in the industry. I don't know if we talk about this shit on the podcast, but oh, oh. yeah. Oh, he's, he's not like, a comedian. No, he's not a comedian. I don't know if it matters, but whatever. Yeah. So the three of us went out Friday night and then Saturday we did two shows. Um, we went to the swamp. We went to the battlefield. We went to the battlefield where the battle of New Orleans was. I thought the battle of New Orleans was in the civil war. It was after the war of 1812, like two years after it supposedly ended. They hadn't, the news hadn't gotten back to the U S that the war was over or to, at least the Louisiana. So they had this giant fucking battle after the war was over. <sighs> really? Yeah. What a if bummer. only they could have conveyed that information a little bit earlier, dude. Yeah, just a little bit earlier. What a Andrew, bummer. Andrew must Jackson have been, like led the troops to win that. It must have been such battle. a bummer to be like, uh, you know, this is over. Like, what? It's why didn't you tell us that in the fucking first place? Like, well, this was pointless. <laughs> right. That reminds me. Do you remember that joke? I don't think I really told it once. I mean, it does remind me of it, but it's where people where you see athletes you know, interviewed before a game, you know, like a big game, usually you know, like basketball, they'd be like, yeah, we're just, we're going to leave the the game. We're going to leave it all out there in the court. We're going to leave the, the whole game out there in the court. And it's like, well, yeah, I hope that's how you're, what you're going to do. I think that's how playing games start, you know, like, <laughs> well, where else is it going to go? No, it's like, yeah, we're going to keep playing um, after the game's over. <laughs> we're going to keep playing like, you go in the locker room and they're like, uh, why are you guys, uh, why are you guys shooting around? We, uh, we, we, we just, uh, we had more game left. <laughs> There's not enough room in here, dude. Yeah. Genius. Genius. Cut that out. Yeah. It was a really good bet. You don't have to, but, um, <laughs> I don't I think we really ability have... to cut things out. Um, so that's good. What, um, yeah. So we, we have like a minute and a half left and what else is, uh, what else do you want to say? Well, Tom, um, no, dude, you, you definitely should go to New Orleans. It's, it's a lot of fun. There's this bar, Lafitte's Blacksmith Bar. It was built sometime between 1720 and 1770. It's older than the United States. It's the oldest bar in the in North America. And it's oh, a really? great bar. Is, it's is cool. it really? Yeah, they have this drink called Purple Drank. And it's like this famous drink. And it's, it's fucking cool, man. So is even like... Even like now, is do they just party in New Orleans all the time? That's kind of like the the yes. um, impression I have of it that they're just constantly partying and like women are just flashing you. Like, how, I mean, I don't know. Like, if you are the chicks cool or they like down yeah. to party and stuff. Yeah, everybody parties. I mean, I didn't see any tits flashing, but right. Because I went to I went to South party. Carolina. I went to South Carolina like six months ago and there's like a lot of hot chicks there and people were like, Oh yeah. And they're really cool. Like, and I remember that like kind of interacting with someone there that seemed really friendly. And I was like, wow, this is a cool place. Um, yeah. Southern girls are great. Well, sure. sometimes <laughs> it depends Examples on where you when go. Southern girls are not great. Like it depends on the state, like Texas, you know, I, I lived in Texas for a little while there. I feel like South Carolina there. It was like a different kind of Southern I'm, You know, we'll talk about it next week. Thanks for listening, okay. everybody. Thanks a lot, everybody. And uh, out, motherfucker. Enjoy that um, subway story. <laughs>